0: We have come to the end. But see, it's okay. We retreat a lot. <laughs> um, this time is good for us. Um, and so it is, it is a value of mine, and I think it's a value of God's that we take time out of our regular schedule uh, to go and be with him. It doesn't. I was talking, me and Sean were talking about this last night. Um, you don't need to go to the mountains to get away when things are going bad. You need to go all the time. Um, he, uh, Part of your regular rhythms uh, should be being alone with God, but also being alone with God with people. In Israel's calendar, they had seven full weeks where they were celebrating, feasting, <laughs> uh, praying, thank, uh, thanking uh, God for the things in their lives. That They took time out of their schedule, seven weeks. Out of a year that he commanded them to not work and to focus on him and so this is good time for us time well spent let me pray for us father we thank you um that you've allowed um, each of us to come up here and spend that time father the people that were not um, able to be with us lord they are um, they have not made a poor choice our lord but we want to value the time that we uh, that you enabled us to come up lord as we think about those when we go back lord it is um it should be a great joy just to share with them what we learned and to encourage them uh, where they are as they were uh, studying or had other, um, other commitments. Father, we want this time um, just to be about uh, reminding ourselves uh, what you uh, have set in our hearts to do and the instruction that you would ask us to do for the rest of the world, that you have given us a mission. Life with you means life with others. And so this morning, would you open our hearts to what we need to do to enable that to happen more and more. And we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Uh, Jesus came to do um, a lot of things. But he came to do three main things. He came to preach the gospel of the kingdom. He came to bear our sins Right to reconcile us to God. And he, came up, uh, and he came to raise up laborers for the ministry of reconciliation. Now, all these things are really important. But what I want to connect this morning is how our dependency, right, how us learning to live life with God should translate to li- living to learn our lives with God with others. It's not one or... Uh, it's not either or, it's both and. Where I'd like you to turn first is uh, John 17. So I'm going to spend, um, spend most of our time, uh, short time this morning in John 17, uh, and then we'll uh, jump to other places, but that's mostly where we'll be. And so we'll start in verse 3. We've read this um, several times. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Hopefully at this point we've, we've understood that, that knowing God is finding our home with him. That that is the place that we want to be. That place of dependency and not independency. That place where that life is real and good. And it's a life that we can continue living in perpetuity. Verse 4, he goes on. He says, I have glorified you on the earth and have accomplished the work which you have given me to do. And here's the thing I want you to to notice is that work here, he hasn't gone to the cross yet. That There's a work that he has accomplished prior to uh, laying down his life for us and being our Passover lamb that we need to be aware of. And if you're putting two and two together, that work that he has accomplished, that he has trained up, his disciples, to do the work exactly like he's done it. And we see them carry this out in the book of Acts. They go without Christ and spread the word far far farther than he ever did while he was living. That when he called, when he called the, first, um, the first brothers on the, sea, on the seashore, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men, he meant that, that he wanted them to come and follow him that he would make them into something that he was, a fisher of men. And he's saying here in John 17 through right before he goes to the cross that I have accomplished that goal. I have accomplished that I have made some men that can fish for other men. And so what that means for you is that is his goal for you. That is his goal for every person on the face of the earth. Not only that they would find their home with Him, but they would understand what their Father wants of them. That as they, uh, as they live with Him, that they, He wants them to do the work that He came to earth to do. He wants to accomplish that work in you. Now, Father, verse 5, glorify me together with Yourself, with the glory which I had with You before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. See, as Jesus has said, as, he's, uh, as he has come to accomplish this work, and he has then transferred that work to his people, and he is telling them now what that work should look like, that I have manifested your name to men, and that is our job now. That we are to manifest Christ's name to men. And how do we do that? By living for him. That they should be able to look at us as we continually look like the father. As we continually understand what his work is to do. That people should look and say, oh, wonder what Jesus looks like. Oh, let me look to his people. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. This is the ministry that Christ has given me as a shepherd in his church, as he has given folks to me to shepherd and to point to him. Right? You have given them to me, and it is my job to help you keep his word. And that ministry is to all of you who would take it up, to, to teach others to obey your word. Remember the Great Commission? All authority on earth has been given to me. Go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And lo, I will be with you, even to the end of the age. Verse 7. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you. There's nothing uh, of here of my wisdom. Guys, as we do that, as we preach truth to others, it is God's truth that we give. For the words, verse 8, which you gave me, I have been given to them, and they have received them, and truly understood that I came forth from you, and they believe that you sent me. That he is just declaring what is, that they are holy gods, and they are holy for him, and they are holy available for his mission. Verse 9, and this is the prayer, ask on their behalf, and not ask on behalf of the world, but of those whom you have given me, for they are yours, and all things that are mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. So we see this, uh, if we have never noticed this before, right, that Jesus has this mission, he has accomplished it. But I want us to not miss that this is not some new mission that God put in the world. If his character is ever changing, it's always been there. If you flip over with me to, uh, to Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 26. I want you to think in your mind, as he created, as he created man, as he created this space for them, I want to think about that space as a home. That God has created this special home for them, for him to live, for them to live in his presence. As, and it's within this home, it's within this presence that God gives them a mission. And in verse 26, we get the tail end of the creation narrative and then a charge verse 26 of genesis 1 and then god said let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth and god created man in his image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them So the idea here is in his likeness is in his stead of of exactly who he is and what he wants. That he created them to be him on this world. To live with him dependently and to carry out what he asked them to do. So here's what he asked them to do. Verse 28. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky and over every moving thing that moves on the earth. And so as we think about this home and this presence, I want you to think about this as God's kingdom and that he has given men to be his vassal kings. He has said, here, I want you to rule over this kingdom. I want you to push it forth. I want you to expand it past this home that I have, and I want you to make new home and new space and new kingdom. If you've ever seen on some of our stuff, we have stickers uh, that express this idea. It says, go and make garden. Right, that he has made a garden for us to live in, this is our home, and he wants us then as we understand how to do that as to live dependently, how beautiful that is that he wants us then to go spread his kingdom, to go make garden, to go to go carve out places where God rules. And so this is the exact idea that we see in John seventeen three where God has made a people for himself to then go and expand his kingdom and to teach them to obey, that is where God rules, is where men and women obey him, where they do the things that he wants them to do. When we understand that God is real and that he desires to be present with us all the time, we begin to envision a life with him. But this life is not absent of people. We don't suddenly become cave dwellers with no friends And no interactions. And I think it's this last part that's the hardest. It always feels good, right? I did a little Elmer Fudd, didn't I? Tw- Dwellers. Dwellers? Sorry, I thought some Snickers. I was like, I may have said something incorrectly. But it, this last part is the hardest. As we've been thinking about the reality of God and the presence of God and life with God, that all sounds good. yeah, yeah, yeah I can do that. Oh, wait, I still live with others. What does that look like? It's easy if I can just kind of go home and make my own little kingdom, set it up for myself. Everything's exactly like I wanted to have control of that space and then God, I just kind of let him in. But we live in the world. You (laughs) will have to ride on a bus with people, you know, who say things that you might not love, who smell in a way that you (laughs) wish they didn't. They may snore, they may get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. We have to learn to live dependently on God continuously and live with people well all the time. How does living our relationship with God affect our relationship with others? So if you would turn to um, uh, Colossians 3, the verse that we read yesterday morning, Colossians 3, we're looking in verse 5. I want you to think about um, your life, what makes up your life, the things that you do on a given, uh, on a given day. Think about your Monday and Tuesday this week. Okay? Typical Monday and Tuesday in your life. And this looks different. My, my money and Tuesday looks different from Bill's, which looks different from Bennett's, which looks different from Jacob's, Roxanne, Renee, Sabrina. All of you have completely different responsibilities, completely different people that you see on a regular basis. And what is hard about that, about, about doing your life and about people? What's hard about it? I want you to think, I want you to write down a couple of things. Why is that? Why is why are both of those things hard? My responsibilities, my stuff, and other people. Where are the rubs there? A couple of you quick thinkers shout it out. People annoy me. People annoy Meg. Okay. <laughs> Not everybody's priorities are the same. Schedules. Schedules. What else? Expectations. Maturity. Yep. It boils down to agenda, does it not? All you guys sitting uh, here, every single one of you has a completely different agenda. And as I have my own agenda, right? Well, that butts up against yours. You need help with yours. I need help with mine. So <laughs> that's why we have meetings at ten thirty at night. <laughs> Not us, but you know, like with school uh, with school groups and stuff. Right? It's hard to everybody to kind of coalesce. Okay, we can get together at this time. I want you to look here at, um, again at the scripture that we looked at before Colossians. Paul's instruction to us, right, is therefore to consider the members of our earthly body as dead to certain things. Immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desire, and greed. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God has come on the sons of disobedience and in them also you once walked or still struggle to walk in them. But now put all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, abusive speech from mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have laid aside the old self with his evil practices. I wonder what you, else you would put there as you think about your life. What else would you have to lay aside to not have as much of your agenda tied up in yourself? Right? I mean, but it's my life. <laughs> how, how, how can you even ask that? It's my life. How is it my life anymore? Should I lay aside some of my agenda? See, it's not your responsibilities that are the issue, it's your capacity that's the issue. There's nothing wrong with most of the things that you do. Most of the the things that you fill your time up with. But where the rub typically comes, where we growl at each other is I can't do that because I've got my thing and my thing is more important than your thing. And that's where we struggle. The song we sang before this last one. Father, if you're not with me, I don't want to go. And I think that this is a really good a picture of what dependence looks like, right? We all go all kind of places without him, (laughs) with our own agendas. And the people that we meet along the way are in the way of that agenda. Be dead to these things, put aside these things, Because when we are dependent, it allows us then to have a capacity to be done with a certain way of living that allows us to be open to people. So if we have this, if we have this picture, I want you to think of this picture, non, uh, non-colored in, as an available life, a blank slate, right? If God woke us up in the morning, we had no responsibilities. What would the things, uh, what would be the things that we did? Okay. If the, if you can imagine just being completely others-focused, I want you to think of Jesus. <laughs> what did he do? He woke up every morning to preach the word, to prepare his. Uh, people, that was his life. That's the mission that God specifically gave him. That's not our reality. And so it doesn't need to be. But I want you also to understand this principle applies that do you have any room for others in your life? Because if we think about our agenda, how much of this will we need to color in? Each of you, you, if you drew your own picture, how much of this would you have to color in? with your stuff. If I colored in this, uh, all this stuff, right? We'll be here a while. I won't to do this. But I want you to think of this. I colored this in, this is what it means to be full of self. It's the same idea of being selfish. Full of self. My life, my capacity, I have none. Because not only do I have my responsibilities, and the things that I just want to do, and the things that I like, I've also got the things that that brings up as I do that poorly, right? (laughs) As I handle my agenda poorly, and I handle my responsibilities poorly, and I handle my relationships poorly, and what comes? Anxiety, and stress, and anger, and resentment, right? Did I just describe many people's lives? Yes. And so what happens when we become dependent on God, when we learn to live that way, what happens over here to this life full of self? We don't need as much capacity for us because God is handling so much more of the weight. Does that make sense? We're not looking to other people and other things to fill in the space that he is supposed to fill. As the little donkey who's bearing all that weight, I give him his stuff that he wants to bear, just like me as a parent. They're not things. McLennan uh, is not supposed to bear certain things. He's supposed to be a child of mine. And again, thinking about that, that is what life could look like. It's not free of responsibility. It's not free of hardship. It's not free of turmoil. But that's the closest thing we have to what it should look like if we are living correctly in dependence with God. Look there in verse 10 in Colossians 3. And he put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Right? It is this new self. It is this uh, person that is not full of self in all the wrong ways. But as we understand what it means to be dependently, we then see a new way of life, right? This is what it's talking about. But put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him, meaning that as we understand this, then our minds are expanded, that we seek to understand what this new life looks like, what this new knowledge looks like, the way we are meant to live. In this renewal, and in this renewal, there's no distinction. There's not this major or that. This is not this person's irritating and that person's not. Think about all the ways that you distinguish people in your life. This person's worth my time, this person is not. I like that person, I don't like this person. I like this place and not that place. Because when we understand this principle that renewal, there's no distinction in our, in our minds and hearts anymore. But Christ is, in, is all and in all. So that those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, that they feel that. That they feel wanting to be holy. That they feel like they are the beloved. Because they found their home with God. It is those that then can put on a heart of compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. And as opposed to living a selfish life, right, that is colored all in with stuff that is me, that what are, all of those things are what are all about this. The first things that it tells you to put off right, are all about that life, Right? gets puffier. <laughs> uh, that's right. He's happy though. He's happy. So but what are these new cells? Does this being renewed, right, renewed to true knowledge of his creator of what life is supposed to look like? What are the things that we put on? What is the orientation of that life? Right? It's outward, isn't it? All of those things are for other people, aren't they? Heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint, and you have many legitimate ones (laughs) in your everyday life. Just as the Lord forgave you, should also you. Every one of these things is that we are not so full of self, we have capacity then to be kind and to be compassionate. To be patient and humble. To be gentle. It's really hard to be gentle when I've got all this stuff that I'm dealing with. Right? It'd be like if you packed all the luggage out in the van on top of me and then asked me to do something for you and you wonder why people growl. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's kind of a funny picture, I'm gonna think about that for the rest of the day. (laughs) Uh, Rob, can you hand me a pencil out of my backpack that's on the top of you? (gasps) (laughs) But don't a lot of you feel like that? When someone asks you to do something, you're like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Do you see all the stuff on me? Uh, Turn back to John 17 and we'll finish, finish here. Skip further down to verse 17. This is where... This is the part that you need to understand. This is your job here, okay, for all this to work. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them in truth, your word is truth. Here, Jesus continues to pray for the disciples and for us. Sanctify them in truth, your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them. Somebody has sent me, I want to send you. For their sakes, I sanctify myself. Is this your heart's cry? Do you understand Jesus' cry for this? That Jesus sanctifies himself, sets himself apart for you. He does it for you. He spends time with the Father so that he has capacity for you. It's good for us to spend time with the Father, to be home. It's good to get that, uh, get that favorite dish from our mom. But we need to have a home so that we can go out, right? So that the rest of our lives that we're living are anchored someplace. For their sakes, I sanctify myself. This is Jesus saying this. This is our same model. I want to sanctify myself for Connor and for McClendon, right, for Jefferson, for Tyler. I want to sanctify myself for Robbie and for Andy, for Bailey, for Caitlin, for Reese. They deserve that. They need that. For, I, for their sake I sanctify myself, that they themselves may also be sanctified. I learn to live at home with the Father so that I can show you how to live at home with the Father. So that you then can show someone else how to live at home with the Father. Verse 20, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word. That they may also be one even as you, Father are in me and I in you. That they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. This is the apologetic that the world needs, that they see people that have their home with the Father that are sanctifying themselves for one another and that brings unity. That's what it looks like. It's hard. It is hard living with people. I love my wife and I love my kids. It's hard. Renee would say the same thing. It's less hard for me. It's harder for her. Verse 22. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one just as we are one. Here's this. I want you to write this in your notebook as big as you can possibly stomach. I in them and you in me. This is what life with God with others should look like. I in them, and you in me. That they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. The you and me is the dependent part. That's us finding our home in God. But I and them is me giving myself for you. That me pointing you to Christ, me giving you Jesus, encouraging you towards that life and that dependency and the life that comes from it. that they may be perfected in unity. I'd like as we, um, as we end here for uh, you to reflect on that. The reality of God and the presence of God and life with God is so good for us. But until we really pursue that life, we're gonna to continue to struggle with the people around us. They are not, they're gonna to continue to not benefit from the life in God in me that they could so benefit from. Raise your hand if you have anybody in your life that shows you Christ and that you benefit from them. My prayer is that there would be people in your life that would raise, your hand, raise their hand because of you. Don't expect yourself to be amazing at this just on the bus ride home. Okay? Or on Monday. Because the, the life with God has to be understood and has to be lived consistently before we can again Break free of some capacity for others. That's not an excuse not to do it. It just means that you're going to have to be patient. Even if you are, uh, even if you are pursuing that. And then we in turn need to be patient with others. How dare you not be perfect? I need you to be perfect. And so when those around us aren't perfect, there are others along that are a little have a little bit further capacity, and those are people that you can depend on as well when others that are not quite there yet let you down. That will happen. So I'm going to pray uh, if you would just play a little music Erin, and we'll finish with um, a song or two, and then we'll close our time. Father, as we sang from our hearts a few minutes ago, as as renaming things um, that worship you, Father, our hearts cry out, so will I. Lord, I pray that our hearts cry as we hear Jesus saying, I sanctify myself for their, their sakes, that our hearts would cry out, so will I. You sanctified yourself For me, it's the least I can do to sanctify myself for others. There is no other cavalry coming. We are it. You believe in us. You've given us your Holy Spirit. You've given us instruction. You've given us fellowship and the full weight of the church. Lord, we can do this. Second Peter chapter 1. For you have given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. For we are your workmanship. Second uh, Ephesians 2:10, for we are your workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Lord, that we would own it. That we would not make excuses. It would not be full of false humility that says oh you don't need me father <laughs> there is nobody in this world that he doesn't need for his cause there are too many people to love there's too many people to walk with fathers I think about daily ministry that you called me into it is overwhelming the amount of people that need sanctifying father that need to be shown the way home the ones that are on their way home that we need to walk with them the rest of the way to go into the house and talk with them about what it looks like to live here. Father, there are people that are so far from home that they don't even know which way is up. They are lost and they feel that way. And you have sent us, you have called us, if only we will go and call them home. Father, hear our hearts. They are fearful because I only know one way to live and it is full of self. And it is exhausting. Father, we need your help. We need your help to cry out to you, Lord. I don't know what it looks like to not live a full of self life. shine a light. Give us a vision. Help us see others around us that are doing this even a little bit. And you're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. I can do that. Oh, and I can do that. Oh, I see. Father, give me the space and my responsibilities that I long to spend that time with you at home. That time would be so full be overflowing that the self runs away i don't need to be so consumed with my stuff anymore father because you have almost all of that father that our hearts would cry out to you you are sufficient for me